Welcome to The Nest Show, the podcast that brings you insights into the crypto market, trading and investment experiences, and what we're looking forward to as we navigate this space together. Before we get started with the show, I want to thank our friends and sponsors over at PrimeXPT, where many of our listeners have already signed up to trade by visiting theburbnest.com slash PrimeXPT. Now, we're excited to reward you with a very special offer brought to you by our friends at Prime. Visit the announcement channel on our Discord to learn how you can receive a one-time trading bonus equal to 50% of your deposit amount. Exciting times indeed. PrimeXPT is the most powerful trading platform offering immediate access to over 30 assets. Users may trade cryptocurrencies, forex, commodities, stock indices, and much more, all from a single Bitcoin-settled account. PrimeXPT gives experienced traders up to 100x leverage to multiply their capital while also providing users with multiple order types, low trading fees, and ultra-high liquidity to equip them with a one-of-a-kind trading experience. Registration does not require any user information, so visit the link below and start trading on PrimeXPT in minutes. You'll be hearing much more about PrimeXPT here and why we're so excited about the products they already offer, including a -a one-of-a-kind BTC and Ethereum options trading platform called Turbo and an upcoming co-vesting product that will give traders and investors alike an entirely unique opportunity to multiply their capital. Much more on PrimeXPT to come. But in the meantime, we want to thank all of our community and the PrimeXPT team for making this partnership possible. Now for the show. Today is the second in our special two-part series for traders in which the founder of the Nest Club, Crypto Burb, shares the trading system he's fashioned over the years to build both his renown within the trading communities of social media, but also his considerable personal trading desk. In this series, Adrian defines his step-by-step trading structure that listeners will find to be pliable, repeatable, and profitable as they fine-tune their own trading architecture. In this second and final part, Adrian covers risk management and trade sizing, how to define confluence and confirmation, a summary from top to bottom, and then takes questions from his viewing audience. If you haven't already, we encourage you to review part one of this special two-part series of The Nest Show. Thank you for listening and enjoy the ride. What The Nest Show is, this is a podcast brought to you by the Burb Nest community, an independent crypto and forex-centered trading community built to sharpen each other in capturing opportunities in the markets while protecting capital along the way. What this is not, trading advice. We are not financial advisors, and you should not regard any information here or in the Nest Club as financial advice. You should always consult a licensed financial advisor before making any financial decisions. Moving on to the next one. Okay, this is the risk management. This is the money and risk management. And uh, well, I think it should come out as an obvious, but that every trade, every investment decision comes with a risk. Okay, and risk, well, again, we will need to define what the risk is. We will need to define what the risk is. It is some form of a situation. Risk can bring you the opportunity and the danger. It's not only the danger. Out of risk, if the risk well, if the risk is when it managed well, it can bring you the opportunity to make money. So it is form of form of I should say the situation that uh, involves some exposure to danger, but not necessarily the danger alone, but also due to the opportunity. It often comes with statistical definition, with with statistical I would say adaptation to the definition. Okay, that comes often with the probab- probability and the likelihood of some events happening. So uh, again, this is actually funny because it corresponds with, with a couple of, you know, funny things that, you know, there is such a, such a theory that is against technical analysis that, that it's called uh, random walk hypothesis. Okay. And the random walk would assume that there are no trends in the market. Okay. That prices are completely random. That there is no actual, I would say, connection and, and then bond between the prices alone. Okay. So a stock one day can cost like you know, $1, right, per share, then another day it can cost like 150 bucks, okay? Then another day can cost like, you know, 0.50, right? Cents, for example, for a share. And uh, there is no trend. The, the price movements are completely random. And these are the same people that would often, I would say, for the question of if you roll a dice, so what is the chance, what is the probability of having, you know, this this kind of like a 
uh, roll dice, you know, that just shows one point or two being a result, right? So, well, statistically speaking, it would be one sixth, right? There's only one situation out of six possibilities that fulfills the, the condition. For random hypothesis, guys, it would always be, I would say, 50%. Because, well, either it points, either it shows two, or it does not. So it completely, obviously, makes no sense, logically speaking. And, uh, yeah, and for this reason in general, right, we need to, because prices are volatile, because markets are volatile, they change and oscillate, okay, at times and when, when they are less liquid, that it's easier to oscillate and move them, uh, I would say, in certain, you know, directions. Uh, more frequently than on other markets, okay? The more capital the market brings, the more market capitalization it has, the harder it is to make a change, the harder it is to move this entire machine in the direction wanted. On the extreme opposite edge or end, okay? There's a shitcoin that is just completely liquid that, well, anybody just can enter, right? And, well, it would just still build up the 50% candle growth. Right over one buy. So for wise money, for big investors like Wall Street investors, like if you compare the Amazon, you know, market cap to the best of my memory, uh, like correct me if I'm wrong, but this was about like 1.15 trillion, right? While the Bitcoin capitalization itself is like one tenth of that. So uh, there's one stock in the entire market for crypto almost, right? Correlation. And for somebody, for some big investor who's big, you know, on the traditional markets, he would be even bigger for crypto. And the other way around, when, when somebody is not really, I would say, significant for the portfolio size, okay, uh, in the traditional market, he can easily be whale on crypto. Well, this is why you need to apply a good risk management. And there are a couple of, uh, there are a couple of, uh, well, of, I would say, tips on how to do it, right? First of all, oh, you need to be aware of portfolio management, I would say principles that also say to, well, allocate the risk between different asset classes. There are assets to your portfolio that are less and more volatile, and you want to consist and combine a portfolio that would consist and include like specific classes of these assets, okay? And uh, well, there's some, there's some uh, early theory portfolio management by Markowitz, okay? That says, well, you should technically have like two actual portfolios. One would be more like risk-free. The other one would be risk, I would say, not free, right? That would consist of uh, not only the risk-free, you know, currency or fiat, uh, which obviously, in fact, we know it's not risk-free because if there's inflation and hyperinflation often, but for, uh, you know, for the risk not free, right? For the risk full, I would say, part of piece of portfolio, there should be a diversification between the assets that are high risk, low risk, and medium risk. Balancing such, I would say, portfolio allocation between these assets is what makes your portfolio grow heavily and faster if you're highly exposed to risk, because high risk means high reward, but also high loss. And well, if you if you prefer your portfolio to be more predictable and safer, right, over the time, you would invest more in uh, I would say risk, low risk assets. Okay. Uh, stocks themselves, equities that come up with a yearly yield in a way for, you know, about 10 to 12% on average is already considered risky. And we are here talking and discussing cryptocurrency. Uh, so it's definitely way more risky than, than stocks themselves. Uh, so it's considered very risky by definition. So for a serious investor who I think like trades with serious size, with serious size, and I mean like millions and millions, if not billions, right? So in general, in general, you would need to have, you would need to have, well, stability in your portfolio, okay? Because what you want to achieve is, well, for the portfolio to work and make profit for you, well, you can focus on other stuff. You don't need to be, like a general gambler trading on one minute cam candles. Like if you've never done this, then imagine Warren Buffett sitting in his ba basement, okay? And trying to become rich in his early years by trading, you know, 50 on 100, 100 leverage, some, some penny stocks or some shit coins or in general, this bad manner, 
Okay. In fact, the serious, the more serious, I would say, your portfolio becomes, the size becomes, the more on the long-term run you're focused. Because the more money you have, you need to risk, well, proportionally less because 10% loss on a trade for you will not mean any more 100 bucks, but 100 million bucks. Admit this makes it a huge fucking difference. So the more you grow, the less risk your portfolio should technically become. And this is this effect of scale, economically speaking, that uh, makes it easy, or I should say easier, to make good money on the high, you know, high or should I say big uh, size of your portfolio, right? Rather than small. And well, um, you can apply to that, you know, the risk management rules or, or paradigms in a way, such as 2% risk per trade. So 2% risk per trade means, so uh, for example, right? What does it, like, this is very, very, I would say easy walkthrough. So it, what does it mean 2% risk per trade? It means that if your starting balance is let's say 10K, okay? It's $10,000, for example. And 2% risk, okay? And here means that, well, if you're going to fail, right? If you if you're if you're well if you're if you fail on your trade, you risk two percent of your balance, okay? Which is two percent on your equity, right? So two percent against that, right, is two hundred bucks, right? So whatever happens on ten k balance, right, you can maximally lose two hundred bucks. In a way, right? Uh, well, it is suggested on how highly volatile markets, and especially the lower the time frame, time frames you you trade, right? The higher frequency trader you become, well, you should respect the risk more and take less risk because if you think about it, then the more you trade, the more you lose. And I'm not talking about the ratio, the win, you know, the win rate, right? I'm talking about the actual number. The more you trade, the more you lose, right? If you take 100 trades you're going to lose more than if you lose that if you that if you take two trades or three at the same time knowing that okay then two percent risk okay on this one is 200 bucks well you can actually calculate your position size okay and the position size itself uh that calculates or involves this two percent risk okay would be well the equity okay multiplied by the risk, okay, divided by the, well, stop loss, or should I say the distance in percent, okay, uh, towards, well, being wrong, in a way, right? So now let's say if, if your equity is here, right, the 10K, which we know on already, you know, by the multiplying that it would be already 200 bucks, but still uh, putting on the risk, okay, now, uh, sorry, which we know for risk is 2% over here, right? If we take the stop loss, that is, let's say, uh, well, I don't know, like 8% from your current entry, technically derived from technical analysis, for example, right? Because, I don't know, you enter a trade, right? That is trending. It follows some some symmetrical triangle, for example, consolidation, just the way it is for, on, on the Bitcoin right now, right? And it breaks out. And breaks, um, you know, retest the breakout, right, and it just follows through to the upside, confirming the, uh, confirming the the uptrend, right. And you decide, you decide, for example, that well, you entered here, right, but your stop loss technically, for example, should be placed over here at the pre-breakout swing, in a way, right. If this is the breakout, then you search for for the pre-breakout swing, okay, which was, for example, here. Right, and this below placing that below this swing uh, gives you, for example, this eight percent distance, okay, of loss potentially. So you go obviously and calculate it, right? Well, we know that this one kind of like crosses out, right? This one goes by four, and what we have, okay, is two point two five oh oh, right? So uh, this is the maximum size of position that we can enter at this point in such a trade so that if we fail we lose no more than 200 bucks it's as easy as that 
right? And there are obviously different takes on that. Well, there can be, as I say, the more short-term trader you become, the less risk you should be taking because technically the more you lose, right? So uh, then you go, you know, over to 1%, for example. But if you are a long-term trader, right? Just for example, if you if you manage to get ever a look at the John Murphy's, you know, financial markets of, uh, you know, technical analysis of financial markets, then for the commodities, as far as I can remember clearly, uh, he would take up no more than 5% risk. Okay, then but 5% risk, well, it is more long-term, right? So you're re you can afford losing more, but, you know, on one trade than on 10 trades. Just applying such a very strict, I would say, simple, well, such a very simple, uh, you know, like rule, okay? This is what generates, well, some game of probabilities for you, okay? And lets you optimize, and lets you optimize your, your risk so that uh, you're, you simply don't lose more than you can afford to lose, okay? So the good risk management, so the risk per trade position size to that. And well, obviously the diversification of assets. Okay, so the portfolio management and money management aspects. So this is what makes it another point on the list. And uh, well, to the best of my memory, <laughs> again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've so far got uh, the actual understanding and self-awareness, which is the first point, the analysis, which is the second point, okay? The timing and the execution, that is the third point, right? The fourth point comes from risk management. Okay, and well, the fifth point, okay, on the list, the fifth point uh, is, well, what we call a confluence, right, or confirmation. Any trade that you are taking should have and include technical confluence. The confluence, which means that you would have many different indicators telling you the same thing. Okay, and providing you with confirmation based on, well, theory. Because if you think about it, TA, technical analysis, is like our language code in a way, right? It's just the way we use language. Like, like a, you know, if I was talking Polish to you, if I was talking my own national, like native language, okay, I'm quite sure majority of you will not really know what I'm talking about. Did this dude go fucking crazy? Like, what happened, right? And so on and so forth. But uh, using the same code language, like in this very context, English, makes us understand and connect the dots on both sides, both me and you. And same works for TA. Technical analysis is also some set of rules and paradigms and, well, practices, okay, that, well, we as traders learn and see this is what makes it work. Some people say technical analysis like does not work, okay? Well, it obviously does not fucking work if you don't know how to use that. If you don't know how, how to submit, how to, how to calculate, you know, and then derive the equation mathematically, then, then no, no wonder you, you, it doesn't fucking work for you. So knowing this language, knowing, knowing this code lets you understand the market and you are clearly able to listen to the to what the market tells you, and it is represented, you know, by a couple of ways to uh, to derive, you know, the information from the market. Be it, you know, by the linear chart, okay, by the bar chart or HLC, or the candle chart, right, or the hollow candles, or you know, Renko or Heikinashi or raindrops, for example, by trend transpider. I love them, right? So uh, this knowing how it all works, knowing this language and this code, lets you understand and act, put some rationality in that. Okay, so if you see a pattern, so actually just let's let's make sure to switch back to the screen sharing. Just an example, okay, the market is downtrending. Okay, the market is downtrending, which means it keeps making lower highs and lower lows. Okay, the supports keep being broken in general, right? But at one point it stops and reverses because the demand appears to be stronger than before. Okay, at certain level, because some certain level, price level is more attractive for the buyers than other. Right, and this is what makes it a support. So the market marks marks a swing, marks an upswing, okay, and a low. And then it makes be high and a downswing, okay. And then for the trend to start reversing, we need a higher low, which means that this low is the second low. The following low is low is higher than the first one. And the actual confirmation, okay, 
gouging on well uh, after the the down uh, after the Dow trend, right? Uh, sorry, the the Dow uh, theory for for the trend. Obviously, it needs a confirmation to close to first of all break through the previous resistance and close above. Okay, close above, which means well. It often it is often said that if that if a daily candle, which I often use myself, closes above certain level, it kind of like puts the confirmation, at least partially, to some certain level being reclaimed on slow on smaller time frames. Because see, even if there is like like a, like some candle, right? If there is some candle looking like that, like a spinning top candle, for example. So if you and this is a day on daily. So if you go and dive towards lower time frames, well, and imagine this is white, okay? This is bullish. So it means we open at one point. We open here, okay? And we well at one point simply trade, right? This is uh, this is the well, kind of I should say the uh, we can actually just apply some lines over here, right? So this is what makes it, I would say, the um, the candle boundary limitations boundaries, anyway. Right. So it opens at one point over here. It opens at one point over here. And then it trades, okay, trades, and at one point it breaks down, okay, towards the low, marks of the low, and still under the daily after, like before the daily closes, it manages to reach out to the high. Okay, to the high of the session, and still come back to close at this level. Okay, this is the closing level. So this is how a daily candle on an intraday basis can look like. For example, right? So closing above certain resistance. Let's imagine this was the resistance, right? Or this was the resistance, right? Here previously, like the high of some previous you know, previous candle, right? So if it closes above on the daily, it truly means on the intraday basis, it well made a full oscillation and decided to close above with a strong upside bullish bias, right? And this is what makes it a confirmation. So search for a daily confirmation for your entries. And uh, so we need to close and reclaim this resistance in here. Right? And what does it mean for the reclaim? Well, it does mean closing the high time frame candle above certain resistance, okay? Just the way it is, for example, here, right? If we close some such a strong candle above the resistance on the, for example, weekly, right? So if this is, for example, like, uh, well, a daily time frame, then you want to see a close on the weekly, okay? Above certain resistance. And this is what brings you the confirmation that the resistance was broken and reclaimed on the smaller time frame, on the lower time frame, okay? Uh, just for the reasons that I brought and mentioned over here. So uh, again, until we make a new high over here, okay? And best if we reclaim it, which means, well, on the intraday or intraweek in such very context, okay, basis, we uh, make a breakout and a retest and reclaim uh, this make a new support out of the previous resistance. This is what truly means a reclaim, right? So this is a sequence of break on the retest on lower time frame uh, that creates a reclaim. Okay, that can be easily visible on the weekly chart in this very context, you know, by the closing through some of the certain resistance. So having the reclaim, okay, is another uh, is is you know is a point for 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 the confirmation and confluence. Uh, and when you actually, uh, when you actually, I would say, want to um, want to enter the best trade, okay, you need to search also, well, best for some patterns, okay. If there is some chart pattern, like you go, you go to, uh, you know, to a chart, right? The market is downtrending, for example, right? And there is some pattern. Right, that is called like a double bottom, let's call it, right? With this resistance kind of like neckline, quote unquote, right? Uh, and we haven't marked out the breakout, then you know, okay, 
based on your code language that you've got to learn that all the people trading should technically know a release be aware of, okay? That, well, it's safer to long or to enter a trade for a buy on the break or retest, okay? Because especially in highly volatile markets uh, like cryptocurrency, it's very easy to manipulate the market, okay? And well, because the smaller portfolio coming from traditional markets is not so small anymore on crypto and has much more to say. Okay, on the market direction, especially if you put some derivatives on like CFDs or futures, right, on, on leverage. So it's so easy to manipulate that. And the reason for manipulation on the market is, well, the whales. And it's not a fucking conspiracy theory, okay? Whales do exist, and there are some people who have more money, and it's fucking natural, okay? It's natural that you would have less, fewer shares than Jeff Bezos of Amazon, right, in general. For your big position you need the liquidity you need counter liquidity side and party to fill your order so if you want to sell had its shares for example right of, of google alphabet or or amazon then you need to find somebody to buy that hundred shares for you or from you if you wanted to sell and dump you know hundred dollar hundred million dollar bag on someone okay you either need to market sell that okay and just sell for no matter the price with large slippage and set your order so that so that it just simply dumps the market until it completely fills the position the end the the you know the the sell order or you need to wait for the liquidity itself with limit orders okay to come up and appear so the market mechanism in a way for for the order i would say uh well all the books, right, and the order blocks for how it works in general, right, for, for how the liquidity works, liquidity engines work on exchange on exchanges. And when you don't really have enough liquidity, you need to trap people and make them believe it's following the certain direction. Here is a technical breakout. Whales know the code, the language well, okay? And they want you to believe. They want you to believe because, well, your these are the market makers, okay? The participation like the any trend consists of uh consists of the accumulation the participation and distribution or if it's the downtrend you know it's the distribution participation and accumulation that makes it a full run cycle well the participation comes from the street from the people buying that and following or just simply you know selling on on fad but the extremes the market pivots the breakouts okay that are often called specialist breakouts you know, after this CMT kind of like, I would say, nomenclature in a way. Uh, they want, okay, they want you to see and trigger your buy entries because of the breakout of such an order, right? To break out the breakout of such a resistance. And knowing that everybody would be buying that because, well, the code is telling you that it's bullish, okay? They have the opportunity to sell a large pack, okay, in a compressed, buying like a zone buying layer everybody is buying here so they can sell and realize their profits because for example they got somewhere around the bottom because it's the warm the whales that reverse the market okay well because it's up to them to decide okay they have lots of lots more to say than than an average trader retail trader and they can use this compressed liquidity okay to dump at a tiny slippage other than that they would need to dump the market, okay, all the way down. Well, and it would not make any fucking sense whatsoever anymore because, well, they would just come back to the place they came from. So uh, it doesn't make sense too much. So they want to trap you. They want to trap you. And this is the way, you know, the kind of like whales would think, okay? They want to trap you to get the liquidity. And, uh, well, but again, that, that especially comes on lower time frames, okay? Uh, and this often comes only from individual whales, the retail whales in a way, right? Somebody who has just simply like an individual who has more money than others. But um, and the, like apart from that, you also have institutional whales that are hedge funds like investment banks and so on and so forth. But you don't expect them to play like in the general leverage on one minute chart, right? You shouldn't be expecting that at least. The more indecisive, indecisive the market is, okay? the more chances they're going to trap you. 
So the easiest way is just simply not trade from trade trade consolidation, but just wait for a trend. So another point, okay, uh, another point about for, apart apart from you know uh, confirmation coming from the break and ready test is playing the trend and following the trend. There is a reason there exists such a saying that trend is your friend. And when you when you kind of like short or I should say buy against the downtrend, okay, it's like you're swimming up up the river stream. Right? You're not going to make it. You can try to, you know, just swim against the river stream like one minute or two, but sooner or later you get like, you know, so much so exhausted that you're not going to be able to continue that. And this you're not going to unless you're a whale, you're not be you're not able to stop the market. Okay, and reverse it. And uh, any second of your life, you should not believe that for your illogical understanding of how markets work. Okay, if you don't have a large share of the market, it's not you that makes the market or reverses that. Okay, so you need to play the game of whales and decide what they are going to do. Okay, and what majority of traders would do. So for this reason, okay, the another point as well, uh, following the trend. Okay, so follow the trend. Wait for confirmation on a well, often on a high time frame basis. Okay, if it's daily close or if it's weekly close, if you're playing some larger time frames. Other than that, definitely suggested to spot patterns. Okay, if you if you see some code, okay, in the language, uh, well, the the formulas, the patterns. Okay, I've already like. Uh, explained that a couple of times for what why chart patterns exist and do do exist because we make them exist okay because our brains are rewarded for recognizing some patterns and formulas that we met in the past okay so whenever we see some something we learned the other day our brain gets rewarded gets rewarded with dopamine hormone that kind of like gets easily addictive for us so uh, for the same reason that chart patterns exist, the superstitions superstitions exist, like black cat crossing a you know a road and so on. So we know that patterns exist and we know that they work, okay. And well, the only thing is not to fall for the trap. That is the reason for why you don't really safely enter the breakout or wait for the retest instead, okay. So if there is a if there is this, for example, like, you know, uptrend, right? Some consolidation, like a pennant, the half-mast formation, right? The measuring move applies to the same uh, to the same distance, right, of a pole, and so on and so forth. That, then it trends, right? And it follows some, for example, like head and shoulders, right? So any pattern is a form of consolidation. It's a form of sideways movement. It's not a downtrend. It's not an uptrend. It's a sideways movement. Okay, and uh, well, any sideways movement comes from market consolidating, which is taking profits or accumulating. Okay, the distribution of profits or accumulation of position uh, of, of a given asset. And as any pattern is a consolidation, is a sideways movement. It is kind of like brought and derived with the range, uh, well, the range high and the range low, and also the you know the the kind of like 50% mid-range that comes and lets you know the bias, right? If we are bullish side, we're above, right? And if we are below, we are on the only bearish side of the range in a way. Right? But it's still the breakdown and retest of this head and shoulder, head and shoulders formation that would like you, that would make should kind of like bother you to enter a trade or a trend, right? Because I've seen hundreds, right, of early head and shoulders patterns like that that pretty much like new traders knew that if asset is still undervalued on the long term it's still strong per trend like just the way it's happening for bitcoin right now when i when i say you know when i keep repeating every time that the trend is still up and strong on the weekly with no signs of exhaustion we should technically assume that you know strong supports are generally stronger than resistances and uh, they're likely going to to hold right to be held more than not then it can easily just everybody would be shorting that early just to, you know, just for the sake of optimizing and maximizing the profits, right? But, well, it's impossible. It's impossible, I should say, to to move the market under unless you're a whale and everybody retail, okay, would be trying to short that. And again, you have the compressed liquidity layer, okay? 
that is when you actually just decide to trigger the chip locally, well, asset, right? You are just simply buying a large stack, okay, because of compressed liquidity. And this is, you know, what makes the pattern, what makes the head and shoulders fail very often or fail uh, to the downside. But at the same time, this is the reason that any pattern can work as a reversal and or, or continuation. And when the trend is strong, you, could, you should technically always assume consoli um, consolidation before a continuation. So again, patterns. Okay, we have the we have the reclaim, the breakout reclaim, the confirmation. Okay, the um, the whale game and the and the pattern. So um, on top of that, on top of that, you also have you also have the confluence behind like between different indicators. Okay, so if we move on to, for example, like a Bitcoin chart this this perpetrator at this very well opportunity context right whatever now and then if you well perpetrator itself is a complex one okay it consists of a couple of indicators uh momentum derived but if you think about it okay you want to see a confluence between trading trading signals so just I'm not even talking about the confluence on different indicators, which is obviously good if you know if MACD moving average convergence and divergence shows you the same that shows you, you know the stock RSI or RSI itself or you know the Burbicator or you know uh, accumulation distribution like indicator and so on and so forth or volume itself or volume weighted average price, right? <laughs> um, any any entry is much safer when there is a confluence of signals. So which means if you want to enter a good trade, you want to see the closing above certain level. Okay. If there is some, well, you could call that like a, you know, rounded bottom or whatever over here. Right. But in fact, it's local bottom. It's not like a bottom over here. Right. But if you, if you were, I would say, um, were uh, like, serious about it about any trade that you take okay then you would truly want to enter a trade only when when it's confirmed to close above certain resistance just for example it closed over here right so that you can uh, like put some more certainty to your probability game right so again you have the resistance the highest point locally okay that was that was broken and reclaimed which means on intraday on much lower on, on the lower time frame Okay, it got closed above, which means there was some oscillation that closed above the resistance. Okay, and if it often comes with a buy signal from an indicator, okay, uh, here or, or just here or somewhere else, right? You spot some for you spot some for some divergences. Okay, just just for an example, you spot for some divergences of you know hidden divergences or 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 the regular divergences. Okay, so when the prices you know keeps uh making lower highs for example and low lows but you know in the downtrend it's lows that count more for the for the oscillator okay and uh and the oscillator at the same time keeps making higher lows okay then this is a classical bullish divergence and the opposite edge is when the market keeps making new highs okay but it's diverging and making new lower lows lower sorry lower highs on the oscillator okay this is what shows a bearish weakness i should say bullish weakness the weakness of bulls but bearishness and uh well <clears throat> so you want to, to enter a trade you want to see a signal on the indicator and you want to see break down break out and reclaim um of a certain level above the resistance and you also want to see an indication you want to see an indication and signal printed by your indicator Okay, and when you combine all of them along with a chart pattern, okay, and along with uh, with risk management, with timing, with time management over here, with uh, full complete analysis, knowing you know just 48 that this is technically undervalued or fundamentally just you know uh, that it's kind of like safe that it that it has any fundamental potential, right? Now, and the sentiment is, for example, aligning well. And the intermarket analysis just works well as well. And you are aware of what you are doing. And when you are aware of what you are doing now uh, with the self-awareness, with understanding and defining, being able to define whatever you're dealing with, starting always with the very first word, just is your takeaway, right? 
just think of the best first word always that corresponds and describes best whatever you are asked to define. So when you sum it up all, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a perfect entry for a perfect trade. Right? And this is for the entry, but it also works for the exit, but the other way around. Okay, so when you enter the long and you see that sentiment as well, extremely greedy, okay, then the intermarket is, shows you that the capital should technically outflow from the market. Again, because follow, to, to follow to more stable or steady or some certain, you know, environment uh, because of the crisis, for example, right? Or And the fundamentals are already telling you that, well, companies not pr producing no revenue, no, no earnings, but the price keeps growing, okay? So price to earnings ratio, for example, P2, P, P and E just shows you in a way that the trade is not sustainable anymore. And then this is, well, when this is aligned with I should say with 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 the good in indication from for example bearish divergence on indicator this is what makes a perfect exit and you just see and spot for key resistance okay that you want to sell because you need to sell before the resistance occurs okay and if there is just see uh if there is a strong if there is a strong resistance somewhere if there is a strong resistance for example on a daily chart if there is a strong resistance over here Right, because we know the market kind of like, uh, well, was unable to break out above 10.5 at certain point, right? And you know that there was a well, a certain level that was key support that it used to be key support over here, right? That was that once broken, well, it never truly led us close above uh, above this level before, like except for except for uh, for this candle, then uh, well. Then it can tell you have some strong support. So it's no wonder, okay, that the market is consolidating under the resistance. But when the trend is strong on the weekly time frame, okay, when the trend is strong on the weekly time frame and you see consolidation under the resistance, well, it's bullish. It's most usually bullish, okay? And this is the reason for me to believe that we are still about to make new highs. Again, so you want to have a good entry, confirmed entry, for example, over here. Right, you got the resistance, the market, you know, swung down over here. So you and you could see, for example, there is an MA, you know, 50 support over here, right? It just uh, goes up, breaks up the level and closes above. Okay, then the close above is the signal for you to enter. And when it comes up with with a technical indication over here for a buy signal, okay, and the actual trend strength, uh, and this comes with, as I said, price level confirmed. Then this is, you know, you're going to, for example, open a open a long position, right? At this level and decide to set a stop loss below some key last swing, okay? And you want to take profit before the resistance hits. Right? And uh and that's it. And that's that's what the triangle here means, right? That's what the triangle means. So um the execution, the execution and exiting the trade below the resistance at the confluence of uh, of of indications okay so especially when it's searching for uh, for some divergences as oscillators this is what makes a perfect exit and both merged the perfect entry and the perfect exit when combined and met all of these conditions we've, we've today discussed well there is no way technically you lose on the long term and that's what I wanted, guys, to uh, tell you about right now with regard to uh, to what makes a perfect trade. I'm opening a Q&A session for you, right? So I'll give a second. I'll give a second, and uh, well, let's come up with some questions so that I can answer them quickly, briefly. And by the way, let me know in the comments if you if you consider this you know webinar today to be valuable for you. There are a couple of questions, okay? So uh, current, starting from Ozzy, current Bitcoin update on 15 minute. So see, <clears throat> 15 minute chart. I was analyzing the 15 minute chart to be fair. Okay, so we got the resistance that was reclaimed broken over here, right? This was the break and request on reclaim on smaller time frame. But in fact, the break and retest always looks the same, no matter the time frame. Uh, it is because if you want to trade the 
breakout retest on the time frame that you're seeing, okay, then it always looks the same and actually just needs and actually just needs uh, well the same I would say look outlook, right? It looks that this is there is some resistance, there is some cons consolidation perhaps, right? You see the breakout. And then you see the break, uh, breakout retest, okay? And it always looks the same. It looks the same on 15-minute chart, on daily chart, on weekly chart, and so on and so forth. But the time that it takes to develop this way, it's proportionally larger, right? So if you're a high time frame trader, you would trade the same way uh, and wait for the breakout retest on the high time frame, right? Not just the way you would do on the smaller time frames with all the points that I... Uh, kind of like mentioned today, discounted, right? Um, so again, here's the resistance. So it technically should slightly throw it back, okay, towards this area to retest, to retest it on the on the on this time frame. Okay, so this would make a good long entry in my opinion, especially that you would have until then the support from a maze, okay? And well, <clears throat> this entire sideways movement. Okay, this entire sideways movement uh, is definitely, if you were to uh, to calculate, you know, the fifty percent mid range over here, right? Then what you would see is that key level, okay, would also be uh, coming from the, I would say, pre breakout area over here, right? Merged with pro most likely MMA two hundred. So for now, trend is definitely strong up on the higher time frame lower time frame i would expect this one to throw back okay towards at least 93 100 slow another question is 9400 current support resistance on bitcoin well it's more obviously more for uh for the well resistance if it uh well depending on what where the price is, this is what makes the support or resistance. If, the, if you know, if the price is above uh, the certain level, that this should act as a support, right? And if the price is below certain level, this is going to be a resistance. So, if the price is trending above ninety-four, that this is a support. Could you one day do a tutorial webinar about the bear beginner? Of course, Alessandro, I'm going to do that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you too for attending. And well, just to kind of like remind you, right? See. There is this block section, okay? There is this block section that also brings the uh, the actual updates from the market, right? So any market report that comes, you are from now on able to read it on, on our website, okay? That lets you, I believe, read it in a more constructed manner, in a better order visibly than Discord itself, right? So I completely encourage you to go to the burners.com and blog okay apart from other articles that you can find there and well uh don't forget about our newsletter okay don't forget about a newsletter it's free we changed it from the monthly bulletin to the weekly newsletter and the next one is coming next tuesday and uh well it's free it's just delivered on a silver plate okay don't forget about the infographics too if you want uh, well, if you don't really want to pay anything for that, it's, it's completely free, right? So you go to infographics and study what we put in there, right? Our team efforts, like 14 people in, in the team, um, it just all all created, you know, we all take and commit the time for you to create, well, to use that, right? And it's just so much knowledge in here that you can get. Not to mention the, well, the podcast itself, okay? Not to mention the podcast itself. Like what I am just giving to you on the silver plate is classically like legit edge. Okay, that I can go and just learn, I swear to God, for free. Right. It's just there. It's just there. And well, uh and what I wanted to remind you, okay, and this is uh this is going to be um this is going to be obviously uh, I should say, you know, very important, not even uh, for wideness, but mm, we have, especially to those who are new, right? Or to those who are on trial, remember, okay, there is this free seven days trial that is having a commitment and you can just cancel that at any time. Uh, 
And I hope you enjoyed this this crawling tape. Right? Uh, I I was very like stubborn to have it on top. And that's it, guys. That's it. That's it. Um, I thank you all for participating today in today's webinar. Uh, I really hope it brought a lot of value to you, and I highly encourage you to uh, to uh, well rewatch it. Right. I highly encourage you to go and sign and actually just write down all the points that we've been mentioning that I've been talking about. Because, well, if you want to know what makes a perfect trade, well, I've already just said that. But oh, for the long term position for um, for the for, for Bitcoin. OK, well, long term entry for Bitcoin was around, you know, below 5K. There is no doubt about it. OK, so uh, long term, I don't think this is. Well, the safest entry, it doesn't mean it cannot be profitable, but, uh, well, long-term entry, okay. Long-term entry was around 5k below 5k. This is what was undervalued by the market. Okay. And below the mining cost. So, so the closer to that, definitely, right. The better. And I would not definitely encourage to enter with its full size, but just lather, lather down. Okay. And I uh, will compound, uh, on the on the direction, right? But still, still, you know, trend is up. So um, you're more, most likely still going to make it money in, in the long-term run. That's it, guys. That's it. I appreciate your time. Uh, I'm very honored. I'm very happy and very proud of all you uh, guys attending this, this today's webinar. That's it. It was CryptoBird speaking. And uh, yeah, on to the next one. Trade safe. I'd like to thank our listeners for joining this episode of The Nestro. We invite you to connect with our guest on Twitter, where Adrian is at CryptoBurb, and I am at BenjaminT1717. Again, we want to thank our sponsors at PrimeXBT for their support of the show and for their support of our listeners. Once again, after signing up to trade at theburbnest.com slash PrimeXBT, be sure to follow up on the announcement channel of our Discord and learn how to capitalize on their generous trading bonus offer that they've exclusively made available to our community. If you've appreciated the depth and breadth of what you've heard with us today, subscribe to our podcast and find our landing page at theburbnest.com. We have a vibrant Discord community which acts as our central hub of operations, and we welcome you to join us at theburbnest.com discord. We also offer an extensive free bulletin on emerging crypto market trends, exclusive undervalued gem reports, and in-depth expert technical and fundamental analysis at theburbnest.com slash bulletin. We always appreciate engagement from our community, which of course means liking the video and subscribing to our page, where we insist on bringing you the highest quality content available. Also, we're happy to incorporate tips and topics from our listeners and encourage you to email us at thenestro at theburbnest.com. This podcast is brought to you by The Burb Nest. Thank you and trade on.